0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the New Story Nutrition podcast. I am J.P. Levesque, the founder and CEO of New Story Nutrition. Um, You can say that about yourself if you start anything. It is a meaningless title, but it sounds awesome, so I'll take it. Um, All right, today's topic is going to be the big five movers. And these are things that I like to talk about uh, with with clients regularly every week to see how can we continue to make progress and be successful um, on your diet, you know, with your lifestyle and and physique change. So just hopping right into it, I'm going to start by naming them all and then we're going to dig a little into each one. So the big five movers are stress, sleep, steps, nutrition, and exercise. So I like to start with stress because stress basically is is the umbrella that covers everything or the lens that we view everything through because if stress gets too high and your body gets too far away from homeostasis or from balance or you know from its place of comfort then things are not going to work as they're supposed to. You know, you have uh, many different schools of thought about how the diet works. And how, you know, weight loss functions. Um, and this is something that, that Dr. Jay Teta talks about, um, and he's got a great podcast, but basically the people are divided into this two different dogmas. And one is where it's the calories in calories out. And that weight loss is a mathematical equation. And two is that, uh, your body's like a chemistry set and it comes down to basically just hormones and genetics. And that's what determines weight loss. And the truth is really somewhere in the middle, because if your body is functioning as it should be, then the calories in calories out equation should work for weight loss, right? Or muscle gain or maintenance. But if something's really out of whack on the chemistry side of set of things, it won't work. You know, if you have a thyroid issue or, you know, you have um, digestive distress, like, you know, basically poor digestive function Then something's not going to work as it's supposed to. And really the umbrella that oversees all that stuff is stress. So if your body is not in good health and you are overstressed, then things aren't going to work like they're quote unquote supposed to, or as we anticipate them to. So I talk to people about stress all the time. You know, what are your work hours like? What are your boundaries with work? Um, Are you you creating too much stress through things like exercise? Are you not sleeping enough? Um, You know, on a scale of one to 10, what is your stress like? Okay, if it's above a five, what are some things that you can do to bring it back down underneath a five? Can you go get a massage? Can you, uh, you know, go for a walk in the morning or evening, do some yoga, do some deep breathing? So stress is the first thing we start with because when your body is really stressed out, it's not going to cooperate with what you want it to do. And I I think it's a really understated um, aspect of of health because we're so stimulated, we're so plugged in, and we're just conditioned to be going, going, going all the time um, that that we just sort of forget that we shouldn't be in this this high-strung state all the time. So stress is where I like to start. The next one is sleep. Um, sleep is a really obvious one. It sleep is the great reset. It's what makes adaptation possible. You know, when you go to the gym and you train, you tear down muscle, you have to eat enough and you have to sleep enough to rebuild, repair and recover, you know, and it's, and it's not just, you know, physical tissues. It's also your brain, um, and, and your productivity. If you're somebody who's used to sleeping five hours a night, then you're getting by on that. Well, you're impaired, you know, cognitively impaired. Your decision making isn't as good. You're functioning at a fraction of what you could be. So, you know, really, other than encouraging people to get more sleep, I like to paint the the, the picture, give the perspective of, you know, what what's what's worth it to you? Like, is another three episodes of of something on Netflix worth you waking up tomorrow? and feeling like shit because you stayed up watching tv probably not and and for me personally it's definitely not um you know the average person sleep cycle is about 90 minutes so if you hit seven and a half hours you're getting five if you hit um you know six cycles you're getting nine i'm one of those people that does way better on nine hours um So that's just, just something to consider. You know, if your stress is out of whack, if your sleep is out of whack, start there, start with the low hanging fruit and fix these things that are, you know, quote unquote simple, um, but are ultimately really, really big movers. Um, as far as progress goes now, the next thing is steps and, you know, everybody knows like, Hey, you should get your 10,000 steps, um, kind of a thing, but you know, Typically, the people that I'm working with are all looking for physique transformation. They're looking to to lose body fat and develop muscle. And getting in your steps um, or NEAT, non-exercise activity, um, burns a ton of calories. And it burns calories in a way that doesn't stimulate hunger and doesn't make it hard for your body to recover. So, you know, for example, if you're doing a really high-intensity workout then yeah, you're you're gonna be really depleted, you're gonna be really tired, your body's gonna take a day to catch up. And it's sure it's gonna keep burning calories after that, but it's gonna jack up your stress, right? It's also gonna create a lot of inflammation, a lot of stuff that your body has to deal with. Whereas walking just doesn't do that. It burns calories through movement, which is something that we're built to do. Um, it's easy to squeeze in, it doesn't stimulate hunger, and it actually can help recovery. So while you maybe you know eating a certain amount and working out a certain amount, but still not seeing results in terms of, of of fat loss, well, the missing ingredient is often steps. And when I talk to people, like, "Hey, what's your daily average?" "Hey, what's your weekly average?" and they don't know and they haven't been tracking, you know, they put the pedometer on their phone and it'll be like three thousand steps a day. And for reference, you know, even n- not dieting, I'll be shooting for. 10 to 12 and, you know, I prefer 12 and I really like to spend that time to get outside and walk. Um, and then if I do want, want to actually pers- actively pursue like fat loss for a summer diet or something like that, well then I'm going to try and bump it up to 12 to 15. So steps is a, is a really, um, commonly missed area, um, to continue to, to, to make consistent progress and continue to see fat loss when you're dieting. The next one is nutrition. And nutrition is a whole other can of worms, but basically, are you following your plan? Are you doing what you said that you would do and you needed to do with enough consistency and enough accuracy to achieve your goals? So for example, if the plan is to eat 2,000 calories a day and make sure you get 170 grams of protein and kind of let the carbs and fat fall in where they are. Are you doing that? Are you way overeating? Are you way undereating? Are you making sure you're getting whole foods in there as well? Um, you know, again, it's a rabbit hole of, of what's right for you. And, and, you know, it's something we'll talk about another day, but basically are you following your plan and are you doing it accurately and consistent consistently Um, because oftentimes we'll think, yeah, definitely, I definitely am. But if you think about when you started a diet, when motivation was really high, and you were willing to put in all this work without seeing any results yet, are you still that motivated? And are you still working that hard to make sure that your nutrition is on point through the process? So that's another huge area of check-in. And then, of course, exercise. I personally love training. I love to work out. You know, I love to do crossfit. I love to, you know, lift weights. I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I just love movement. I love exercise. I love training. So for me, that's the easy part. Now, not everybody has, has that background or that affinity for movement. Um, and by the way, all different kinds of exercise are, um, are effective in certain ways. Um, meaning that, hey, if you'd like to do Zumba or Pilates or whatever, you totally can. What I think is the most effective is weightlifting, walking, and some, you know, cardio circuit training at a moderate intensity a couple times a week. But basically, are you being consistent with your exercise? And are you doing the right types of exercise to see the results you want? You know, if you're just taking spin class three days a week, but you want to add muscle, it's never going to happen. Or if you're doing like an at-home Peloton workout and you have five-pound dumbbells, you're also never going to add muscle. It's, it's It just isn't a function of that type of training. If you want to add muscle or you want to prioritize muscle as you're dieting so you maintain it while you lose mass, you need to be doing frequent resistant training. The type of training you're doing needs to match the results you want. And the frequency and consistency has to be there over time. So those are the big five movers that that I like to check in with clients on every week to to really see, are you doing the things you need to be doing to see progress consistently? Are you stuck? Where do we need to fix things? Um, what is the low-hanging fruit? You know what's one thing you can improve in one of these areas that would help you to continue to see results? over the long term. So if you're you know if you're struggling on a diet or if you're thinking about starting one, definitely just start by looking at those five areas stress, sleep, steps, nutrition and exercise and think about where can I start? what's the easiest thing to change that uh, that will allow me to see the most progress that I know that I can keep up not just a week or two weeks from now, but six months down the road I can see myself still doing the same thing. So that's it for this episode. Um, Hope you enjoyed it and uh, stay tuned for the next one.